Hello and happy Halloween to those who celebrate it. It's October 31st, 2020, and this is Just the News with me, Candace Pedraza. We expect a pretty busy news week ahead, of course, with the impending general election, but let's get the ball rolling with this week's past regional, national, and global news. So first, let's talk about COVID-19 transmission in New York City, New York, and surrounding states like New Jersey, which is where I'm at right now. As of right now, the rate of transmission in New York is actually only at 1.1, but New Jersey's is a bit higher at 1.18. There have been reported rises in cases in 47 out of the 50 states in the United States, but New York is still somewhat lower than those experiencing spikes in places like Wyoming, Vermont or Rhode Island specifically. Uh, Now, New Jersey's governor, Phil Murphy, actually announced yesterday on Twitter that the state's health department was reporting 2,089 new cases, pushing their total to over 200,000 positive cases. According to Governor Murphy, these are the highest reported cases since May, when the state was still shut down, along with several East Coast counterparts like New York. Still no word on any new shutdowns, as Governor Cuomo of New York is actually planning on implementing stricter testing guidelines to allow for public and private schools and previously designated microcluster neighborhoods in Queens and Brooklyn to reopen. New York City saw about 900 new cases yesterday as of 5 o'clock in the afternoon, so that brings their total to over 200,000 as well. That being said, there are no plans again for new shutdowns in New York City either, actually as new outdoor dining is being planned for the 3rd Avenue Business District in the Bronx, which is pretty busy if you're from the Bronx, you know, as well as the potential allowance of movie theater allowance in the city, which would follow the recent opening of theaters with limited capacity in New York State as of October 23rd. As always, you should just be careful on subways and closed spaces when interacting with more people because rates are trending back to shutdown days and there is a fear of a second wave impending for New York City. So just keep that in mind if you are going to be spending any time with people this weekend. I know it's Halloween. Try not to go to any big parties, but I think a few people is okay. So two big issues related to the virus, especially in our region, have been rent and unemployment insurance problems. One or both have been seriously affecting over 20% of city residents currently without work, which could potentially be even higher. In regards to unemployment, it needs to be known that while the Labor Department site and your account may say you have zero unemployment benefits, that might not actually be true. Now, according to an investigation into the problem by the online newspaper, The City, which is excellent, I highly recommend it. It was done by grad students from the Newark School of Journalism. It's a CUNY school awesome job so workers based on the city's reporting on unemployment insurance or ui should still be recertifying each week so even if it says you have zero benefits you should still recertify i know it's counterintuitive but you just have to keep doing it uh, and just assume that there is a lag in the system it should also be said that unemployment insurance was actually expanded from 26 to 59 weeks total. So you have plenty of more time to collect on unemployment. For those receiving PUA benefits, which covers a bigger range of workers, you can still claim these benefits for 46 weeks total. So just keep recertifying. And if you keep having the issue, again, keep recertifying and do your best to try to get in contact with someone at the Labor Department. I know it's a pain in the butt. But As for rent and evictions, there is a current moratorium on evictions in New York City until the pandemic has been controlled. So 
No one can kick you out of your apartment until there's a vaccine and enough immunity has been established and it is no longer a declared public health emergency. That being said, there are a lot of scams and scummy landlords out there both trying to still evict their residents and take them to court or trying to trick them into paying more in a rent-stabilized apartment. How messed up is that? This is the case for several Brooklyn landlords who are actually now being sued. So according to the city, again, these landlords were offering months of free rent only to be followed by overpayment. This was illegal as these buildings are rent stabilized and therefore only require a certain fixed and lower rent payment to cover living there. So essentially landlords and building owners were submitting higher rent rates to agencies as well as their tenants on new leases so that they could say, oh, well, this was your rate, but we're going to give you XYZ discount off of your rent due to the pandemic. This was not legal simply because they were raising their rent in a rent stabilized apartment so these residents are now suing these landlords to get their money back hopefully they are able to do so but i think an important thing to remember is that one person that was accused of this was john katsimatitis he wants to run for mayor in new york city so please keep that name in mind when you see him trying to start any type of campaign because i don't think someone like that should be running a city post pandemic after most if not all of new york city's wealthiest residents fled and new york city workers had to stay and deal with it so in national news the weirdest week in quite a while is approaching possibly the weirdest that we're going to experience in 2020 and by weird i mean kind of scary so the general election is obviously coming up on tuesday november 3rd if you haven't voted yet please do so as it gets closer, Walmart actually announced plans to remove all ammunition and guns from stores in fear of civil unrest due to election results in the coming week. As we've all seen, militia groups have begun cropping up publicly, and these groups such as Proud Boys, The Base, and Patriot Front are about sowing unrest as a means of trying to take control of government. So as a key reminder, these organizations do not support President Donald Trump. So I know that he hasn't explicitly come out against said groups. They don't even support him. That's really important to note. They support violence, extremism, and supremacy. Simply put, while President Trump hasn't condemned them, they don't support him either. They're very anti-establishment in the worst way possible. So it's really important to keep that in mind as everything comes nearer to the election and to election week as President Trump is also sowing a little bit of distrust again in the election process by saying that he thinks that it would be a good idea to stop the election on November 3rd, which of course would be impossible because so many people are voting by mail this year. So Walmart actually reversed that policy as of yesterday because many people complained and said that it violated their right to purchase ammunition regardless of what's going on. But I'm sure that we're going to see a lot of fear purchasing in coming weeks, which is extremely valid. So while the big news next week and in coming weeks will be our general election for presidency, there are several major Senate races to watch. So, in Kentucky, Senator Majority Leader and incumbent Mitch McConnell is leading Democrat Amy McGrath by nearly 10 points in polls as of October 29th, according to 538. McConnell has been given quite uh, a little bit of an edge, <laughs> I guess one could say, in that he has been fully supportive of basically anything Trump has done. 
This includes this week as he assisted President Trump with quickly nominating and swearing in the new Supreme Court Justice Amy Comey Barrett as of this week, defying a quote unquote protest from Democrats on the committee for these confirmations. His health has also been a big question as there are photos circulating of him appearing to have an extremely bruised and blackened hand as well as a bruised lip. It still looks like he'll reclaim this seat as well as the state of Kentucky for President Trump next week, but it'll definitely be a highly monitored contest. But in my opinion, I don't even think it's worth watching because Amy McGrath is not a good candidate to have gone against him. As we've seen in many races time and time again, currently the best option for a Republican to be defeated is a progressive counterpart because they are usually a grassroots candidate as opposed to Amy McGrath. No offense to her. She's a very typical establishment Democrat, and that's not going to appeal to any undecided voters in a state like Kentucky. Just my opinion. Another contest to watch will be Lindsey Graham's Senate seat in South Carolina. Progressive Democrat Jamie Harrison has been handily outspending and out-fundraising Graham for the seat and has led to a surprising swing back and forth between a tie or Harrison leading or Harrison trailing all by two points. So, again, he fully endorsed the reason nomination as of this week, raising questions as to whether he ever really truly supported Trump or if he's just following suit with his colleagues in Congress. Jamie Harrison appears to be big competition for his seat in the state of South Carolina, so I think that's actually the race to look to. Not Kentucky, definitely monitor South Carolina, even though Trump is poised to win that state as well. In disturbing global news, it's being reported that the U.S. Border Patrol has actually been kicking immigrants from South American countries into Mexico. Now, that violates a border policy with Mexican officials between them and U.S. Border Patrol. This is being done supposedly to combat COVID-19 spread into the United States, but Mexican officials say it is only backing up their own system, leading to clerical messes that can be attributed to missing children and parents from said South American countries. This overcrowding at border facilities seems to have been going on, even as policy between the United States and Mexican state, Mexico states they cannot send immigrants back from the U.S. border into yet another foreign country. This is all according to findings in a recent New York Times article, wherein we also learn that over 200,000 people have been expelled from U.S. soil into Mexico from countries like El Salvador and Guatemala, with no data on how many of those people were children. But estimates state it could be upwards of 8,000 children that were expelled and separated to Mexico from their families, leaving hundreds of them confused as to where to locate their children. Again, this is a violation of border policy from Mexico, and we could see in coming weeks stringent policy coming forward from Mexican officials to combat this illegal activity from Border Patrol and the Trump administration. Quickly pivoting back to the election, a big part of both former VP Biden and President Trump's platforms have been tax plans as a means to help us recover from our current slump and decline economically. While experts have said direct payments to Americans as well as other breaks for workers would help exponentially, President Trump and Republican senators have been unable to convince Democrats in the Senate to pass any type of skinny stimulus bill in the interim while they focus on trying to get the economy to wake back up again. So we're operating, again, as I mentioned on last week's episode, about $4 a day from our one and only stimulus check, if you even got your first one. 
So how do their tax plans go up against each other? What is there to debunk for either candidate? And how will either plan actually directly financially help workers and citizens that are not in the top 1% of wealth? I am terrible with numbers. I have dyscalculia, so I can't add or see a bunch of numbers and be able to explain anything about them to you. I can't paint a picture. So I'm going to bring on somebody who can paint a picture. His name is Jared Okeson. I went to college with him. He is my best friend and I love him dearly. <laughs> and he actually is much better at explaining economic uh, concepts to myself and also to a general audience. One of his majors at SUNY Geneseo, the college that we both attended, was economics as well as political science. So he will be on right now to explain the differences and the pitfalls possibly of both or either tax plan. So here is Jared Okeson and excuse me because I do have to make him laugh before we get the interview started. Okay, Jared. Candace. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you laughing for? <laughs> I don't know. This is already so fun. <laughs> Alright, so I guess introduce yourself. Are you not going to do a just the news introduction where it's like I could. Candace. I'm Candace. I did already. Oh, shit. Because I did the news already. Oh. Yeah. So I'm the dickhead now. You're... No. Got it. <laughs> You're just... No. Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, my name's Jared. Jared Okeson. Mm-hmm. If you know Candace, you probably know me as well. Subsequently. Um, we went to SUNY Geneseo together. Unfortunately. Suffered through hell for four years. Yeah. And now we're in two years of recovery. Yeah, you know, great progress. Um, what else? What else should I go over? I guess... Uh, <laughs> I, I, studied, <laughs> I studied economics for four years. Excellent. Which, which has tricked Candace into thinking I can talk about tax policy yep. for um, for a brief moment of time here. It was either you or Emily, and I'd rather have you <laughs> on this specific type <laughs> of podcast. That's... <laughs> so. that's it's gonna be such a fun po- podcast. Um, yeah, hell yeah. Are you hyped, Candace? I'm hyped to talk about fucking taxes. Taxes? Nerd. <laughs> tax plans? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> Biden and Trump both have their tax plans, obviously. Right. Um, in my research this week, just preparing for this, I was able to find a lot of details on Biden's tax plan. Mm-hmm. I was also able, I guess, in a way, to find details on Trump's tax plan, mm-hmm. but every article that I found said the same thing, which is, he wants to cut payroll taxes for the middle class, mm-hmm. but there's no exact plan to do so. So, my question is, what would a payroll tax cut do for somebody who is a working class or quote-unquote middle class person, which doesn't exist anymore? Right, so... Payroll tax cuts. Now, I think it's stupid, right? (laughs) I'm not speaking from, like, you know, the perspective of, like, a tax professional, but more so someone that pays taxes, Mm -hmm. right? So the payroll tax is, like, 6.2%, right? I don't know that off the back of my hand. I just Googled that. I'm not a professional. I'm just someone that pays taxes, right? So it would go into effect from, like, September, from September of this year until, like, the end of December. Okay. Right? Cool. And all you do is you just wouldn't pay that 6.2%. And then you're like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Like, oh, you know, my president is saving. No, he's not. Because all you do is you pay that from January 1st to, like, the middle of April. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty... 
all you're doing is basically deferring like that six percent. Okay. Yeah. Which is just like super short term gratification, and you feel like you're saving money, but you end up paying like the exact same thing. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that does sound pretty not fun. Right. Especially because we're in a pandemic, people aren't going to have as much saved up to hypothetically pay back those taxes when the time comes. Right. Unless you saved that twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> And you're still sitting on that, mm. which I think comes out to like $7 an hour at this point. <laughs> yeah, I talked about that earlier. <laughs> Actually, good. <laughs> Great. Oh, God. Um, all right. So, yeah, that was definitely a part of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he pretty much also wants to keep taxes in terms of tax cuts for, you know, the wealthiest Americans they the same. Yeah. What are your thoughts on does that help at all does that contribute anything to either the gdp the economy people individuals themselves and it could be multifaceted yeah that's a that's a big question where do i want to start i'll start um by talking about like the impact of the president on like tax policies and like the american economy so i think a really big misconception we have is that the president is like the de facto controller of the economy you know it's like if obama's doing a really good job we have a great economy because just because it's obama and it's like yes but there's also a thing called the federal reserve and the chair of the federal reserve is in charge of like dictating what like our gdp growth is going to look like because they have like the most effective like hands-on like implications on that yeah Yeah. like they actively work on the economy whereas the president can pretty much sort of like create policies surrounding it that'll have like secondary effects but nothing the pre almost nothing the president (laughs) will like directly affect the economy more than like the federal reserve can okay now going back to like all of this right yeah so let's talk now let's talk about economy health right I feel like another big misconception that people have is that when the economy is doing well, they get more money. Not necessarily. Most people get paid on wages or like salary. It's like collectively, I make about $40,000 a year. If the economy is doing really shitty, I'm going to get that same $40,000. You know, if you get paid $15 an hour, like minimum wage in New York, if the economy is like doing really well, you're not getting a raise. You're going to get the same $15 an hour that, you, that you've been getting. Mm-hmm. Economy health mostly affects, well, in terms of, like, how positive it can be, it only affects, like, the super rich, right? And I think we need to, like, separate ourselves from that demographic. <laughs> Just <laughs> I a little feel bit. like that's a big <laughs> problem we're having when we talk about taxes this year, right? Yes. Because usually taxes are, like, not a super, imp- or they're, like, a super important topic, but it's difficult to talk about because it's so complicated. But this year we're talking about it a lot, mm-hmm. and they're even more complicated than usual because, you know, there's a little more weight placed on how heavy and important it is right now. Mm-hmm. So Biden's tax plan, right, I'm going to talk about numbers a little bit. He wants to spend $3.2 billion over the next, de- over the next um, 10 years, mm-hmm. right? And the way he's going to afford that is he's going to raise taxes or he's going to raise, like, individual pay rate taxes on, like, the top 1%. Mm-hmm. And, or at least people making $400,000 a year. Now, let's talk about the morality of that a little bit, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Get into <laughs> and it. And then I'll go into the numbers of it. If you make $400,000 a year, you're fine. 
I don't think there is any <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> Speaking candidly here, there is no lifestyle where you're like, damn, I'm really going from broke here. Because I only make my $400,000 a year, and the government's coming to take my paycheck like, like you know, like fucking Krampus. Like a thief in the night. Like a thief in the night, yeah. Plus a pop, pop smoke, you know. <laughs> That's right. my head now. Continue. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace, pop smoke. You're getting a, you're getting in the a, middle of a tax conversation. Yeah, you're, you're getting this fucking shout out in the no. middle of a tax conversation. Jesus. All right. I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> for it <laughs> right so i'm gonna go out on a limb and say if you're making four hundred thousand dollars a year you're fine now mm-hmm. let's talk about us mm-hmm. the broke folk as mm-hmm. i call us right mm-hmm. so hypothetically right let's say i get like a 10 times raise at work because that's what i'm worth mind you i'm expensive now let's say i get four hundred and one thousand dollars a year right you're gonna think oh man they're gonna tax that whole thing at like 39 percent no first of all it doesn't matter because that's still a lot of fucking money i think we underrate how much money is a lot of money but that's a lot of money to get per year that's disgusting all right now um mathematically the way a graduated tax bracket works if I get $401,000 a year and the cutoff for like achieving that final tier of like you're paying a lot of fucking taxes is $400,000, then only that $1,000, I'm saying this really slowly because some people don't get it and it's really fucking frustrating. That's why I have you on. Oh yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> only that, I'm, I'm doing like that straight male thing where we like, you know, speak slowly and loudly to like assert Proof ourselves. Point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Only that $1,000 out of the $401,000 is getting hit at that 40%, right? Yeah. So out of that $1,000, you're getting like 60, you're getting like 650. And you know what? That's fine. I think that's fine. Because okay. I, think, I think Biden's tax plan is um, if you make over $400,000, mm-hmm. um, anything past that $400,000, because right now I think it's taxed at like 26.7%. Don't look up the numbers because you'll be like, oh, but Jared, it's like 26.9. It's like, okay, shut the fuck up. Right. Nerd. Right. <laughs> but um, I, excuse me, Biden's plan wants to raise that to like 39 point something percent. Right. And that's to afford like that 3.2 million. Right. And I think 1.7 is going towards glo- uh, climate change. Mm-hmm. And then 750 is going toward, I'm talking, I'm saying 750 like it's like $7.50. $750 billion going towards education. Mm-hmm. And the last 750, I think, is going toward like healthcare and social reforms. Right. Right. Okay. So it'll take a long time to see those effects. Mm-hmm. But I think, as far as like moderation goes, it's still not anything what um, Warren or Sanders had wanted. But I think this is okay. I think this is a really good start for the situation that we're in. Yeah. It, it'll just take a little bit of time to see the results of it. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's an important, like, thing to distinguish is just that it's not going to be like this free-for-all where biden is planning on taxing the rich 
the equivalent of how much they make mm-hmm. nothing crazy like that it's not like a hundred percent tax rate <laughs> like that would be crazy and at that point yeah maybe you should leave the united states right. invest somewhere else but that's not what's gonna happen um an interesting thing that i also saw with biden's tax plan is that uh it's gonna shrink gdp or our gdp mm-hmm. and i know that stands for gross domestic product right i don't know what that means <laughs> What is gross domestic product? So gross domestic product is one of the like primary indicators for like economic. It's one of like the major economic indicators for like financial health of a nation, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's split up into like four different categories. Uh, what, number one is consumption. In America, that's like the biggest category. I love I, to consume. Right. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I have like a burger next to me. I'm consuming. Right. The he's, dr- he's eating a burger, drinking a in a very American Dr Pepper. <laughs> Sponsored by Dr. Pepper. We have, yes. <laughs> With his iPhone. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, we're all consumers in this house. Right, and you have, like, your, you're drinking Aquafina? Don't expose me oh, like that. I didn't, buy, I didn't buy the water. Oh, I, didn't buy the water. I have my name on this, Candace. Right. Damn. Listen. <laughs> all right, but, <laughs> so consumption, I think, is proportionally, like, massive in America. Because every day you're consuming different things, you're interacting with different services, goods, and products. Right, uh, so that makes up about two thirds of our GDP alone, just consuming things. Right, and obviously you're thinking, "Huh, man, that must really suck this year." Yes, because you can't go to restaurants, or excuse me, you shouldn't go to restaurants. I'm not judging, but you shouldn't go to restaurants or, or like movies, or you know. I will say movies. That's kind of stupid. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't. Like, I think you could wait. It's like, do you need to see Starship Trooper Four? Y'all need to take your kids to see Trolls Five. It's like. like like you got Netflix, you got it. You like, that's actually a good service too. But you be regardless. Yeah. In person consumption really bad this year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Next is investments, mm-hmm. which are like obviously you go into stuff like capital gains. You have stuff like investing into like art and companies and like different stocks, mm-hmm. all of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have um, we have investments, mm-hmm. and then we have government expenditure, mm-hmm. which is stuff like. Fancy. You know, all of these, like, crazy tax plans and all of these, like, plans to, like, you know, do social reforms, healthcare reforms. Mm-hmm. Everything you want out of, like, a presidency goes through government expenditure. Cop. And that goes into stuff like running agencies, obviously. Mm-hmm. FBI, CIA, DEA. Oh, you know, all, all the stuff. All, this, all the stuff that governs us goes into GDP also. Mm-hmm. Right? And then the next one is um, net exports minus... Yeah, yeah, net net exports. So, like, imports minus exports. Okay. Right? Yeah. Or exports minus them. Whatever one makes the most money. And if it comes out negative, then obviously that's, like, a loss. Right. right. We're doing bad. Yeah. So Why th- that? So those are the four indicators that we're working with. Okay. That I, like, vaguely mumbled through. Right? Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. No, yeah. I mean, I know not everybody knows what these things mean. Yeah. And I think that... All like I'm not gonna call out Trump specifically, although he does. You can go for it. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. But I just feel like the amount of misinformation purposefully framed in a way to confuse people is ridiculous. Yeah. When it could just be explained and you could just be transparent about yeah. what you mean when you say stuff. Right. It's almost <laughs> like you only want to sound, you know, confusing and use big words and numbers when you want to like confuse people and convince into making them. a bad vote. Exactly. Man. But I mean, I would never say that on like your first episode of the podcast. I, I think that would be nuts. I think that would be crazy. That'd be. Ballistic. This is an unbiased that'd, news source, that'd be bonkers. Jared. Bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is unbiased just the news but oh, this okay. is news like yeah, <laughs> this is just the news in fact and like you see what I, I did there? yes <laughs> all right <laughs> i feel like a big thing to just remember Mm -hmm. and just to pay attention to is the fact that and you can google this you can look this up right now trump doesn't have a tax plan right he doesn't he simply does not he has a recycled one that he used in 2016 but he hasn't really changed anything to it so of course biden is going to have more to explain and to offer because he is not the incumbent he has to actually work for your vote in a sense not that it's hard to be convinced <laughs> against Trump, I think. Just when you're presented facts, you should be able to discern between who makes the most sense. Like, that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. <laughs> that's just how I, fucking, that's how I feel about it. That, you know, if you are listening to this, which I highly doubt if you're a Trump supporter, you would be listening to me because right. you probably unfriended me from everything. if you are listening to this i just need you to understand that if you google it you can see there is no plan and you can try to explain it away but the fact is is that there is no trump tax plan there's a biden tax plan and there are issues with it in terms of the gdp it will shrink the gdp it is going to eliminate some jobs but you also have to take into consideration the year that we had under who It's it's simple. It's simple yeah. to. Exp- I feel like it's clear as day, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, we covered. Trump basically wants to keep the same tax plan from 2016. Biden's plan is to increase taxes up to around 40 percent on the richest Americans, and that way, about 2.8 billion dollars gets trickled back over the next couple of years. I think is what I saw. Yeah. Billion or trillion? Uh, I could double check that number now. Um, just give me one moment. <laughs> yeah. and, and I guess I'll extrapol- extrapolate. Or yeah, I'll, I'll keep go talking for it. about GDP and shit, right? It's two point eight trillion yeah. over the next decade, right? Which is what Biden's tax plan would actually collect to put towards the programs that you were talking about. Right. That's a lot of money. Yeah, ballpark. That's a lot of fucking money. And mm-hmm. everyone is saying, or you know, all, all the people that I see on, on like social media, especially Facebook. Fuck Facebook. Everyone's like, oh, you know, but I don't know if Biden's tax plan is as good because it says GDP is going to go down, and I think that means I'm that you know the economy is going to be bad. Again, what you make does not affect economy health, and what and the economy health does not affect the money that you make. Not at all. Right. So, like, capital gains, right? Let's talk about that next. Yeah. So, capital gains are, let's say you invest in the stock market. You buy Apple when it's at $100, and then, you know, in the next few weeks, it goes up to $110. So, you're like, damn, $10? Give me that. Sign so, you, <laughs> you sell the Apple stock that you have, and you get $10, right? Mm-hmm. When you do your taxes, you're going to get taxed for, like, a, about half of it. Right, and that ten, that fifth, that five dollars that you're getting taxed is called capital gains that you make off like that investment. Biden wants to um, reconsider how we look at capital gains in our taxes because right now it's under a different, like, separate form. It's not considered part of your income yet, even though you're making that money. You're making that five dollars and you're putting it in your pocket. So basically, capital gains tax is when, like you said, you invest money, you make. An X amount of money on it, and then they subtract Y 
which will equal about 50% of mm-hmm. what you earned from those gains, and that's considered capital gains, but it's not your income. Right. So there's a specific tax rule for that money as opposed to the tax rules for your income. Exactly. So he wants to include the money that the capital that you're gaining from your investment, mm-hmm. he wants to include that in taxing your income. Right. Okay. Yes. And so that would mean more taxes and increasing your tax? If you hold like Apple, If you if, if you're, you're a millionaire. Yeah, if you're, <laughs> if you're super rich and you're sitting here listening to this, which I doubt. Have, like, which I doubt. If you do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me hit you with my Venmo or Death. something, right? Support just the news, you know, Patreon. <laughs> yeah, these college loans, they're different, man. You know? <laughs> but yeah, unless you're super rich, this is not affecting you. Okay. Unless you make $401,000, nothing affects you. Okay. Your taxes aren't going to go up. You're going to pay the same thing that you've been getting, that you've been paying the whole time. Right. Your wages aren't, your wages aren't going to go up or down. Right. You're going to get paid the same thing you've been getting paid the whole time. So unless you're rich, not to say you shouldn't care about tax policies, but you should know that they're not going to affect you. This does not change your lifestyle, nor your livelihood. I just need the visual. Um, Jared is leaning into the microphone. Yeah, I'm leaning in. This is intense, right? None of this affects you unless you are rich already. And if you're rich already, morally... You should be okay with paying more taxes that go toward these programs to help the middle, the quote-unquote middle class. Right? It's not real. It's not real. But <laughs> if you don't support it, you're kind of an asshole, and you're kind of being selfish. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I couldn't have... You did it. Yeah. You've explained it. Yeah. You've... TLDR, <laughs> don't be a dickhead about it. Like, if you're 50 Cent and you're listening to this... Fuck you, 50 Cent. Yeah, what is that? You're like, a piece of shit. What is that? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, long story short, as long as you're not a millionaire that, for whatever reason, is not still investing in just the news, the podcast, and the Patreon, shout out, by the way, to Jared, who is now a VIP patron <laughs> for some reason, All even aboard. though he's about to be a co-host. <laughs> and also Kim, Kim Romano. You Kim? remember Kim? Oh, what's good, Kim? She she's a patron too. She, oh, so you guys shit. are my only two right now. Hey. So I hope I maybe mean, after this two. one, first two. Shit. You're right. Yeah. So shout out to Kim. Thank you so much. You're always mad supportive. That's all done. But basically, in a nutshell, nothing to worry about in terms of tax plan, as long as you know money is or is not going into your pocket or you're not saving money by not having to pay for certain social services anymore. And just some additional points, and then we could wrap it up. Um, just some extra things. I'm only giving more detail about Biden's tax plan because, again, he actually has one. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, will, I go, look. I'm using a very unbiased website. It's called TaxFoundation.org. <laughs> okay, this they they post every candidate's tax plan. Biden's tax plan just happens to have more detail. Trump's tax plan, they literally say, we wish we had more detail, but we don't have any. So that's why I'm just speaking more on the points that he's offered. It's just the news. It's just the news. That's just all I have. That's all I got. So about Biden's tax plan, uh, the child tax credit that you can apply if you have a kid, uh, it's going to increase 
from a maximum value of $2,000 to $3,000 for children 17 and younger, and it's also going to give a $600 bonus credit for children under 6. So that means if you have a kid, <laughs> you want to claim them on your taxes, as you probably should as long as you're taking care of them and you're not doing it for weird reasons, <laughs> then you're going to get some money back. It also reestablishes the first-time homebuyer's home tax credit, which was originally created during the Great Recession to try to revive the housing market. So that's going to be up to $15,000 that first-time homebuyers can get back in tax credit. That's a lot of fucking money, especially if, hypothetically, you just put down anywhere from two to 10000 on a new house. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are just some things that you should probably keep in mind, um, things that could actually apply to you as opposed to the things that we were just talking about that definitely don't apply to you. They definitely don't fucking apply to you <laughs> unless you're rich. If you make $35,000 and you're on Facebook preaching about Trump's tax plan, I swear to God, just look at the just look google things like look things up i promise google google is also another slightly evil social media company (laughs) but that's a search engine at the end of the day you can search up anything we have so much information that we have access to nowadays just use it why do you think so many young people are radicalized (laughs) all they are are informed (laughs) that's all they do they just google things and they know things and that's why they're so angry Shout out to Gen Z. I love you guys. Yeah, stay on TikTok. <laughs> I'll fuck with TikTok. So, that being said, I think that's that's it. That'll yeah. be the explanation that I think everyone could really listen to, understand it doesn't really apply, but, you know, keep in mind those tax credits that you could get yeah. under Biden's tax plan. Trump's tax plan doesn't really have many credits. They just basically expand upon existing ones so yeah. that child credit doesn't get increased. It just gets extended. Uh, the first time home buyers credit doesn't apply to trump's tax plan and again there are no details on how he plans to cut taxes quote-unquote for the middle class um and it's good to point out most people did not take that payroll tax cut that was offered by the trump administration when things were looking bad i personally didn't you didn't only government officials were forced to only people that had government jobs had to take it which is terrible because that tax cut goes to social security it goes to medicare it goes to social services that's the point of them now they're gonna be leaked dry yeah it's gonna be over which is kind of depressing to think about so just take these things into consideration <laughs> do you want social security when you retire do you want a retirement check i would like one i want one too yeah. my grandma lives lavishly no i'm just kidding shout, <laughs> shout <out to> Liz. <laughs> but yeah that's pretty much it thank you so much for coming over to new jersey to talk about taxes eat a burger made by my beautiful wife (laughs) shout out to eva (laughs) Eva in the cut um but thank you again you want to give us a little sign out anything thanks for tuning in folks this has been the second episode (laughs) (laughs) thank you everyone for listening (laughs) and uh please tune in next saturday i'm gonna have jenna lawson on the episode she is another friend of mine from suny geneseo and we're gonna be talking about affordable housing uh her job as a grant writer and how it is to apply those values upstate where she lives in rot excuse me western new york excuse me (laughs) in rochester and how that could apply to the nation so hopefully next weekend 
I'll have also some more election news because that'll be on Tuesday. So again, if you haven't voted, please go vote. If you have a mail-in ballot that you haven't mailed in, don't mail that shit in. You fucked up. Go yes. vote. Yes. Just drop it off. Yes. You're gonna have to bite the bullet. Just drop it off. And that's it. Yeah, <laughs> speaking of the election, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> this is Candace Pedraza, and this was Jared Okeson, and this was Just the News.